Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is the Brian Oak Show. Filling in for Brian Oak, Colleen Cruz, and his major domo, Sean Bernard. Hey, Sean. How are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Great. It's fun to see you. We're actually doing this via Facebook messaging video. and We live in the future. And Colleen left her quilted northern and is now under a sheet. <laughs> I'm, I am, I am in, I am in a blanket fort with my, with my, my, one of my besties, Sean. You have, I love it. You have the best Lego collection of any of my good friends in the neighborhood. So I think it's really great that you let me come over and, and make a fort under your dining room table. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's because we're friends. I'm we're so friends. glad we're friends. Cause that, another kid down the street, Billy, he's not my friend anymore. <laughs> no. You know, uh, how many <laughs> friends do you have, Sean Bernard? Real friends? Are you a guy who has a lot of friends? Yeah. How I many a, real friends do you have? I have a ton of acquaintances. I'd say I probably have 10 good close friends. That's a lot. Yeah. That's uh, actually, I think that's actually a lot. And that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today here on the Brian Oak Show. We're going to talk about men and friendships because it turns out men have a difficult time uh, maintaining friendships for a long time. And now that could be because of work. That could be because of, you know, other social conditioning friendships for men drop off after they get married. Have you had these 10 friends for like, I'm grilling, you now? have you had these, have you had these 10 friends forever? No. Are some of them even new? No, no a really? A couple of them have gone away over the years. My core group of five friends, I would say they've been there since, you know, middle school and high school. Um, but like-minded, you know, not your typical dudes, dudes. They're uh, very caring, authentic, good people that we tell each other we love each other. There's hugs exchanged. That's why I have a lot of women friends as well, is that their the friendship goes a little beyond, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hey, dude, what's going on? Hey. Hey. <laughs> we'll watch the Vikes game. But we'll talk more about I that in be- our upcoming segment, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because we have we have a bunch of new segments. We're going to have coronavirus corner where we talk about our latest news and the things that are on our mind about the coronavirus. We're going to talk about uh, men and friendships. And we're also going to be talking about touch deprivation, because that's a real thing happening right now, especially right now with the coronavirus. I totally I totally believe that. And I I, I think I'm feeling that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I have a dog, so it's a little bit better because a, a dog in in lieu of a human being is actually a really great thing. Oh yeah, cats will do in a pinch, but dogs are dogs are it. But um, you know, I'm feeling like this. This sounds pretty good here in the annex of the Smart Start MN Studio. The yeah. blanket annex under the- <laughs> Colleen Cruz under the sheet. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's right. It's not really sexy. No. It might sound sexy, but no. it's not really sexy. No, I can see so, it. We've been friends for years. It's not sexy. <laughs> no, it's not sexy at all. No, I'm, I'm Plus, cool I can see that. up your nose with where your phone is right now. So, you Thank know. You. It is clear. <laughs> it is. It is clear. You can yep. see right where the swab goes, Sean. There are no <laughs> there are no bats in the cave. I'm very... No bats in the cave. Very glad about exactly. that. So Exactly. We, we should go right into our first segment, I think. I think we Our need to. Ask the expert segment. <gasps> yeah, we have to do it. Okay. Ask the experts. We got funky, cool music going on right now. Mm-hmm. This is this you know, is the official Ask the Expert music playing right now. <laughs> You'll hear it again. It, it, okay. It has to be official. Yeah. So, you know, when I was a kid, I used to love reading Dear Abby. Oh, I did too. I loved it. I loved it. And, and I always thought, you know, I never really had a problem that Dear Abby uh, couldn't fix. And sometimes I would find problems in, in, uh, from the people that, that wrote into Dear Abby and I'd be able to apply those solutions to the things in my life. And maybe that's what will happen here on the Brian Oak Show. That's, you know? Yeah, we have to do that. No, because I think was it Dear Abby Oak and Dear Ann? What was the other sister? What was the sister's name? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's uh, like Maleficent. It was Dear no. Abby and... I think Dear Ann or something. Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, Ann Landers. That was the other that's one. That's right. That's right. Dear Abby and Ann Landers. 
Well, here's, so I have a question. And also, if you're listening to The Brian Oak Show with Colleen Cruz and Sean Bernard, <laughs> uh, you can you can also, you could, you could post on The Brian Oak Show page. You right? can. Or you could message either one of us privately, and we would do another round of ask, ask the experts. I can't even say it, ask the experts. Ask the experts, because you and I are experts, aren't we? I think in our own minds, we absolutely are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's the question. Here's the question. I want, I want you to weigh in on this, because okay. I, I want a dude's perspective on this. We might have very, very different experiences. Okay. Um, okay, dear experts, this is going to sound severe, but I hate my husband's best friend. Let's just call him Alex. He's always knocking girls' looks, and he says he never wants to date a woman over the age of 25. Oh. By the way, he's 37. To boot, he never asks me any questions about my life, even though I've known him for years. My husband shares my values, but he's known his friends since high school. How do I get him to see the low-key misogyny? And also, is it fair to ask him to stop being friends with this jerk? Bum, bum, bum. Wow, this is uh, multifaceted. This is interesting. It is it is multifaceted. Do you want but to go first expert expert number 1? Yeah, I'm going to I'll I'm going to dip my toe in this water first. Please do. I think I think her husband already sees it. And if her husband isn't actively acting like that in front of her, maybe, you know, I mean it's his friend, right? Yeah. My inclination would be to just I it's hard to do it, but live and let live. You know, it's a, a, a especially a long-term friendship, especially since high school. If this guy hasn't pissed her husband off, then she's just got to suck it up. You know what I mean? She's just got to say, she's just got to be out of the room when he's around. That's what I think. Yeah. I think, I think friendships are like that are, too few and far between. They're, they've been friends that long for a reason. Maybe they're reasons that she can't see, but she, that's, and also if you're a wife going down that road, trying to control the, the outside of your husband's social life, but between the social life that you and he share, I think that later on that would cause problems in your marriage for a variety of reasons. It sets up a bad precedent, you know? What do you think? Well, I think this is a tricky one because um, I'm trying to trying to think of people I know. I have, a, I have one situation where there's a wife that irritates the hell out of me of a friend of mine, um, mm-hmm. and he's apologized for her. Now, I'm not going to discontinue my friendship with him because of his wife, but it has affected me because I know that he shares her beliefs. He just doesn't verbalize them. Um. But it's it's very startling. I've been friends with them since. Well, I've been friends with him since probably the ninth grade, and they started dating okay. when they were in the eleventh grade, and so I've known them a very very long time. Um, but back to this particular couple and their situation, my first instinct is, was to say if the husband and wife have similar values, which any relationship worth its salt, you're going to have similar values, um, right. Do you then take a look at this friend and say, I don't know if our values are in line anymore, you know, or do you let it pass? The other thing that I will say is we talk about this deal with the 37 year old guy and he won't date a woman over 25. I've heard of that. Certainly. I know. people. Oh my God. I had a friend. I worked with a guy that was like that. I set him up with a woman who was, by the way, he's like my age. Right. Yeah. And we were in our maybe mid thirties at the time. And I set him up with a woman who was a freaking knockout. Yeah. And she was 37. Like we were maybe 30, 34, 35 years old. And she was 37. And we're at dinner at my house. This guy, I mean, talk about putting your foot in your mouth. He was looking at her and thinking that she was younger than he was, you know? Hmm. And she's older, a couple of years older. And he starts talking about how he only finds younger women attractive. And he was looking at her. Right. And he clearly found her attractive though, didn't he? Exactly. And he didn't realize that she was a couple years older. And and I was just like, and she was looking at him like, 
you are a fucking turd. You know what I mean? And she's looking at me like, how could you even begin to try to set me up with this guy? And I knew that he was, I just knew that he loved beautiful women. I didn't know that he had a specific age, you know, that he, he was going to assign to that, you know? And yeah. also, I didn't know that he was that fucking stupid. Yes, yes. That he would actually say something like that out loud. So, I don't know, man. And and I, so I've, Yeah, go ahead. I was sorry. just going to say, I don't always agree that you should stay friends with somebody just because you've been friends with them for a long time. Like, to me, it's like, well, if you discover, if you uncover that your friend at their core is kind of a jackass... At some point, yeah. you got to trim the fat and move on with your life. It just depends on what are the other merits of this person. We know the negative is that he's a douche tool uh, when it comes to <laughs> this whole idea. Um, but at the same time, if the guy's, you know, feeding starving children and, you know, out there the doing... The tricky part is, uh, uh, is that how the wife, you know, how is she going to do that? She can't... She says, her question is, how do I get him to see his friend's low-key misogyny? How do you get him to see it? And if she says her husband shares their her values, her husband sees it. He has to see it. And he sees He's it. looking he the other way. It. He's looking the other way because he values the friendship. And then she says, is it fair to ask him to stop being friends with this jerk? No. No. Because then, no, because because it sets up it sets up an like a domino situation of problems in their marriage. Cause eventually he will resent that, you know, he'll feel controlled. People don't like to feel. Controlled. No, they don't. My wife has a friend. No. My wife has a friend who is over the top Christian and yeah. I'm, I'm more spiritual than anything else. Um, sure. I do. I know you've got your tarot cards. I do have my tarot cards. I love, uh, <laughs> I love my crystals. Um, but, uh, <laughs> So, I can you imagine me of all people you know sitting around with no, crystals and tarot why. cards? People can't, but I am one of these guys that people can't figure out. Guys tend to think yeah. I'm a guy's guy. Women are like, oh, he's a marshmallow, totally emotional. And it's like, I'm one of those right. people. But my wife has this friend who's over the top Bible central Christian. And right. But is she like the Bible person that believes that Jesus rode dinosaurs? Like that kind of Bible? No, 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 no. No, she's not, thankfully. But and I really like her. But I'm like to my wife, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised because you're like you're spiritual. And yeah, we, you know, we belong to a very hippie liberal church, but we go when we Mm -hmm. feel like it three times a year. But but uh, but I just said I'm I'm a little shocked that you two see eye to eye. And she's like, we do. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave it at that because I've learned with 26 years of being together I'm not going to control her. And if she gets something out of that friendship and she surely does, then good for her. You know, that's right. Let, not, not everybody is everything to every person. No, you can't even, be. and our spouse isn't right. I mean, we've, we've learned that right. I think the healthiest marriages, you kind of say, I'm not going to get everything I need from, from them. Exactly. You know, so I need to, I need to have friends that can maybe be my music buddy. I mean, I certainly have a lot of music buddies that my wife, my wife's good for once a month for a concert. Then she's like, yeah, that's sure. about it. You know, and for me, I could go right. three times a week still. So, you know. Exactly. So this woman. Yes. She's uh, she's SOL. She's shit out of luck. Yes, she is. So. Sorry. You need to relay. That's the expert's relay opinion. That, relay that to her for sure. <laughs> I will. Uh, hopefully she's listening. Absolutely. That's what that's what I'm thinking. So she's she's listening to that's a ask, ask the I can't, I'm saying ask ask the <laughs> experts. We got to retitle this segment somehow. I like ask ask the experts. Huh? Ask, okay, <laughs> we'll then get maybe an that's what it is. Ask the expert. Ask sharpening sponsor. That that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, I'll get I it like sold. It. In the meantime, the okay. Rolling Stones waiting on a friend on the Brian Oak Show.
Can we just talk about the saxophone in that song? Oh, just piercing. You what know, a great tune. It's 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 funny to me that uh, it's one of Mick Jagger's finest love songs. You know what I mean? Or Keith Richards' finest, or the Rolling Stones. It's just, it's so sweet. It's, it's, the be- it's the definitive male friendship song, as far as I'm concerned. It's so great. It's so great. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Uh, yeah, Rolling Stones, yeah. Waiting on a Friend on... The Brian Oak Show, and we're in the Smart Start MN studios. What is Smart Start MN? Well, by this time, you should know. If you don't, and you know somebody that has a DUI, or they know somebody who knows somebody who has a DUI, um, go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. They'll give you 20% off the ignition interlock installation. Uh, and then the monthly fees are nominal compared to not being able to go to work and and take your kids to soccer practice or whatever it is that they're doing here in uh, Quarantineville. Um, please go to that particular site. They've been a great sponsor of the show. If you want to take the easier route, you can go to brianoakshow.com and click, click on their banner. Colleen. Yeah. Who's ready? I'm ready. <laughs> well, we played we played the, uh, the Waiting on a Friend because we're going to, Bounce off the uh, ask the ask the experts. Yes. Thing about uh, can I get this uh, French? You know, can I can I sort of get my husband to stop hanging out with this guy? Yeah. It's a real problem. Men have a huge problem maintaining friendships right now, according to the American Sociological Review. White heterosexual men have the fewest friends of anyone in America. That's Analysis from two decades and a friendship crisis really matters because loneliness and social isolation, especially now it's, it's deadly. You know, I mean, I know that we've all been feeling it, but especially now. And so these guys think about this. I mean, I wonder just about like how tensions are rising everywhere. If a guy is already, you know, angry and, and isolated and now even more so during the coronavirus lockdowns, this is, it's a real problem because especially, you know, we were talking about that in the, in that question before that guy, this is a friendship that had initiated for him in high school. But if you have those friendships, those long-term friendships, they, they matter because they coincide with better adult health. Absolutely. It coincides with your blood pressure. It coincides with eventually getting dementia. It's really, really important. So, and just naturally, as people get older, their social networks are going to thin out. And I don't know. I mean, what can you do to keep those friendships, especially now? Like, what would you, how have you been reaching out to your friends? You know, it usually starts with a text nowadays or a Facebook message. And then there's, you know, I've been trying to set up, uh, kind of phone dates, if you will, with my friends to to to, yeah. to chat and talk. I, I think the other thing that matters is what's happening when you're talking. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this, that, you know, sometimes our spouses get into solution mode immediately before just saying, I'm sorry you went through that. I'm sorry you experienced that. I'm here for mm-hmm. you. A lot of spouses mm-hmm. go right into, well, here's how we solve it. Let's make a plan. Let's put a Google right. spreadsheet together. Let's get that budget fixed, you know, instead of saying, right. Let's take a moment. Let's take a breath. Just say this sucks. 
And I'm sorry you're going through that. And that's something I've worked on because I think our own ego says, I'm going to be the hero for my friend and I'm going to solve all their problems. Well, no, you're not. Sometimes people just need support. They just need a friend that is there for them that, you know, that cares about them. Now, I'll say that I've had friends where I do that, but I don't, it's not reciprocated. Where you end, you know, the fifth call with this person and you're like, boy, they never asked me how I was doing. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm totally, it's sad. It's, it's heartbreaking. I know it's funny too, but it's also heartbreaking. It's like, this is men's, you know, guys have these relationships sometimes um, where they, they just don't, oh shit, I didn't, I guess I didn't ask them how they were doing, you know? And you know, I certainly when you're young. Like that though. Yeah. Yeah. I have a fr- I have a friend like that, but she's so entertaining. I don't give a shit. Well, that's because she fills that particular role in your life, right? That's what right, I meant earlier right. by our spouse can't give us everything. But if you have that friend that's just fucking hilarious, and they, you're right. like, okay, that's what like they're. She's got the most outrageous adventures of, you know, and, and she's, and she's in her fifties and it never ends now. She just bought a pair of roller skates. Oh my God. And short shorts. Oh, I love and it. She lives in Brooklyn and she's, oh. she's tooling around Brooklyn in a tube top that says Foxy. <laughs> I love that. Like I would and, love to yeah, meet her. Yeah, I know. So she's like, she's totally, she's, she's totally the flavor of Brooklyn right now. But it's, it's, you know, and I don't, I don't care if she asks me how things are going. It's just like, what is happening with you right now? It's better than any reality show I've ever experienced in my whole life. And that's okay too. It's like, there's a, there's a point to not overanalyzing everything, you know, and I think right. it just depends on the. If I wanted her to, to yeah. if I wanted her to ask me, she would. Yeah. I get that. That's the difference. Yeah. And there's, there, there are, you know, as I said, I have a lot more acquaintances than I do friends. Uh, but there are some of those friends where now our role might be different and some of them are not very talkative and, you know, you just, there's different types of people. I have a friend, uh, um, uh, who I've known through my radio career. We actually worked in the first, our first radio job in the middle of South Dakota. We went to school together and mm-hmm. he's a guy who's very different than I am, but the value of the friendship is still there. He's kind of a music buddy. Um, and he's active. He's like, he loves to go do stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think as we get older and you and I are a few years apart, but as we get older, some of our friends just become like couch potatoes. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm like, let's go do something. I don't care if it's yeah, like that. We're that's kind of the beginning of the end. If you do that, I'm like, we're basically 50. Let's go throw the football around for a while. Now there's a lot of adult males our age. that would be like, wait, throwing the football around. You're 50. It's like, well, why not? <laughs> like why not go be a kid yeah. for a while why, and just why not get some roller skates and a two hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> exactly right and it says a lot about you too that you're like i love it that i have this friend who's so adventurous and i would love right. to i, I would love to see skate. that yeah like that would not be my thing because no. i'd be afraid for my knees yeah but i'd be right there on the on the sidewalk you know with an iced tea screaming at her like go go you know yeah so I don't know. It's. I was reading this article and it said that the biggest drop off for male friendships happens during the earlier phase of marriage in a long term relationship, and then it just kind of snowballs from there. And I, you know, I don't. I don't know, like, what you could say to young men about, like, I, I you know, I'm one of the. I have a. I have a son, right? And he's yeah. he's going to be thirty pretty soon. Oh my god. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm really proud of him for is that. He has, he has maintained friendships from childhood. Like both of my kids have. And, cool. it, and just so when I talk to their, like I have their number, they both live in LA. They both moved out to LA yeah. to pursue careers in entertainment. And they, their friends also moved out there. It was so funny. Like my kids had the guts to move out there and then their friends are like, yeah, we're following. You know what I mean? Wow. So they're all like this, this little pocket of Minnesota kids that are enjoying this like crazy Los Angeles adventure. And, you know, my, my son will say, Oh, you know, Saris and I got up early. And like one day I called my son and he was like, well, I said, how are you doing? He goes, well, I'm in San Francisco. And I said, well, you you know, he's like, Saris called me at three in the morning and we were going COVID crazy. So we just filled up the car and we, and we drove to the Redwoods. Yep, that's you great know? to have a and friend like, like that. When I think about this, it's like I've known Sara since he was ten. You know, I love it. It just it, it's it's a good feeling for for me. So it's got to be a great feeling for him. 
you know? Well, and that he has that connection, you know, that's so important as a parent to see your kids developing healthy friendships. It's, there's a whole other thing there, but, but, you know, my daughter is not as close with, she doesn't have as many close friends. My son has the friends since, you know, kindergarten. Um, and my daughter struggles more, you know, is there a parallel there? I think there is, you know, those friends that you can truly, but, but I, I will contend, uh, even though I had three sisters, um, it took for me to be a dad to realize how tough women have it and how tough girls are on each other, you know, and that's a lot of guys say that. Yeah. It's been heartbreaking in many ways to see how cruel girls can be to each other. You know, and, and uh, my daughter's experienced a lot of that and bullying and everything else. And we had a rule of three where we would not allow uh, our daughter to hang out with two other girls because invariably two of them would turn on the other one. And it kept happening over and over and over again. Where we're like, nope, really? just hang out with one other friend. Yeah, just so much. And, you know, part of it is societal is all this pressure to be thin and perfect and, you know, everything else. It's, it's, but it, it was, it was paralyzing for her in many ways but i'm a big proponent of like of being friends with the opposite sex i have a lot of like and yeah and you have a lot of female friends and like genuine genuine and i have a lot of genuine dude friends that i mean they're like and i don't believe that whole harry met sally garbage that there's always something no that's i mean maybe that was true for that generation you know but I don't, I don't think that's true at all and for our generation. Gen Xers and, and beyond. beyond. I totally agree Gen with Xers that. Gen Xers and beyond. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's true. I think that we, I, I think that just the socialization and, and I think women taking a more active role in, in the workplace and in sports and in, you know, and even now, you know what I was looking at the other day? I was looking at that great, you know, that iconic Brandy Chastain picture. Remember that? Oh, Where with her ta- the, the tearing her uh, shirt off. Yeah. And she's screaming at the, yes. at the, you know, at her victory. Yes. And do you remember what a controversy that was? That was uh, isn't that silly that it was like, really? I know. She's wearing a sports bra and who cares? Exactly. Like, yeah. It was ridiculous. And it was a controversy. I yeah, mean, it was just never like, holy been. shit, you know, things are changing really fast. And, and, and that, type of arena and i'm so happy about that i I, I I am not be yeah because the kids they're our future and they're gonna they're gonna save us so we gotta start you know investing in that yeah part of the reason why i have women friends is that they are more uh open about their emotions and they are more likely to give you a hug and you know that part of it's been phenomenal you know, and they're great. They're great about actually calling you. A lot of my male friends, mm-hmm. I have to initiate the conversation. You know, I have to initiate uh, reaching out. Yeah. Well, I think it's important. I mean, it, it just especially right now, if you've been thinking about somebody and you think, hey, should I maybe give them a call? Should I maybe throw them a quick text? Do that. And then <laughs> you if you can, and if you can. Sing the Queen song, You're My Best Friend, as loud as you can into their voicemail. Here's Queen on The Brian Oak Show.
Queen on the Brian Oak Show with Colleen Cruz and Sean Bernard filling in. Brian Oak will be back in a couple weeks. He gave me special permission to say that he's at space camp. (gasps) Space camp? Space camp. He said, life's too short. I'm going to space camp. So there, I I blew his cover, but now everybody knows space (laughs) camp. Fantastic. Yeah. You know who is a best friend? Who? You. Oh. Especially if you're in the mood to buy a house. Oh, see how you are? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I am I do this gig called uh, real estate. I actually went and got my license, and I do continuing ed to learn all about homes and way too much legal stuff for me, but it's good for you to know that I know it. Um and so I love to help people buy and sell houses. Uh, my motivation is just to make sure that you're happy and I, you know, help buy and sell all levels of houses. Uh, I know a lot about homes because my dad built houses for 30 some years and I helped him rip apart some and put them back together. But uh, I know enough to be able to make sure that you're safe in buying your house. And then, of course, we hire fantastic inspectors that I'm connected with uh, to make sure everything's safe and okay. So, Give me a call at 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. And Colleen, a big moment in my life. I'm doing it kind of in jest, but there will soon be a, because of what you said yesterday, I'm buying <gasps> bus stop advertising. Are you kidding me? I'm 46th in Chicago. I'm not going to have my picture on it because I don't like my own image. But oh, I, Sean. But I will just, well, I, again... Here's the funny thing is that I know I'm overweight, but my own perception is that I'm still like my high school weight. So yeah, we're not very overweight though. You know, like we're supermodels in the Midwest, right? That's you know, true. Like, That's true. Yeah. Farm worthy. Like all expectations are out of, you know. I come from hardy stock. That's all I'm saying. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So call or text if you can. Oh, go ahead, Colleen. I'm sorry. No, I personally, I, I don't know. I'm excited about your bus batch. Thank you. I am too. I just thought, what the heck? I mean, it's uh, it'd be kind of fun to have. I might take a few photos over there. Maybe you can bring I'm some take of your a picture of it. Bring your city pages, um, ninety eight best comedian uh, award. If they would give it to me, I don't know. They probably like it. Probably, you know, they probably threw it away. They self uh, combust. I think they self destruct yeah, so. at some point, right. but. The other great sponsor of our show is Busters on 28th. We did kind of a cool thing yesterday where I said to text me if you wanted a Busters gift card. And two people immediately texted me. I hand-delivered one of them to uh, John Copeland. And then Nancy Piga, uh, I'm dropping hers off on Sunday. She won a gift card from Busters on 28th. Busters on 28th has fantastic food. They're a locally owned, family-friendly little restaurant uh, and bar. Uh, They serve beer and wine. They're still trying to get their liquor license, but they also have online ordering. So if you're tired of, you know, switching off between who's cooking and who's doing the dishes and what meals you make, pick up some curbside to go at Busters on 28th and it's bustersontwentyeighth.com to order. Yeah. And support the locals like they support the locals here at the Brian Oak show. You're damn straight. You know what I'm saying? Damn straight. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. part of my core values is go to the local businesses as much as you can. Exactly. Especially now. Exactly. That's that. Yeah. And that's the fastest way to get everything to bounce back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Put the money, keep the money in the community. Hey, speaking of bouncing back. Yes. <laughs> that was a smooth, <laughs> smooth transition. <laughs> there is no smooth transition. I, I am. I am under I am the sheet. All rough transitions. Uh, yeah, in in my under my under my fort. What is that? Fort here. What is it? Is it the fortune cookies where you gotta say whatever it is, and then under the sheets, or you know what I'm talking about? Is that like a like a slumber party thing? It is a slumber, totally a slumber party thing. But uh, I didn't go to a whole lot of talking about like girls. And earlier we were talking about girls. Um, you know, bullying. I didn't go to a whole lot of, I was a bullied girl. Really? Myself. Oh yeah. 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 Really kind of bad actually. And oh. I, I actually had to change schools for it. And you know, that was, you know, it does, it does a little bit to shape you. And so I, but I hung out with guys because that seemed to me 
to be a, a more welcoming environment. Sure. Um, with, you know, like the AV guys. <laughs> oh, I love the nerds. Yeah, I, I right. consider myself a, a nerd by association. I love nerds. Yeah, like the AV dudes were all super like, and this, I'm talking like junior high. By high school, I had it all sorted out, but, you know, and I kind of became whoever I was in high school and I had friends, but like junior high was particularly tough. The guys that and ran the projectors where they're like, okay, today we're going to learn about the human body. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The overhead, remember the overhead. You're uh, lazy like, and you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get to see that movie that's like I I remember exactly. that was in, in junior high or it, was, oh, God. it was in grade school where the girls went off to one oh, yeah. talk and the yeah. boys went off to yeah. the other i gotta tell you there was a jamaculation <laughs> is that what they talked about oh yeah they did and you're like i never found out what they talked about Weird. i thought what are they going to talk about Oh yeah, I totally remember that. It was like there'll be about a teaspoonful, unless you're Sean Bernard. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it was the most uncomfortable I mean, thing in the world. It was awful. It was terrible. Did, it, did the teacher talk about it? Yeah, you know, and he that's was the worst part. The gym teacher who already didn't like us. You could just tell he didn't like kids. He just was a gym teacher because he didn't have. A lot of other and he options. Had to talk about like yeah. male ejaculation. Exactly. A... I bet oh you couldn't God. wait for that every single year to a bunch of smelly sixth graders. Well, he was probably smelly too. Oh yeah. So gym teachers are are always kind of a weird bunch, don't you think? Oh yeah. There, there's always something a little goofy. There's a club. There's a club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. They have secret meetings. A, when we had our. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking of this now. We had our talk, and this woman, she was a she was a teacher's aide at her school. Her name was Joan Kleinschmidt, and she had she was a good Catholic. I mean, she would have rivaled the Bernards oh. in terms of like I think she had like eight kids. Oh my gosh! Like naturally, this is way before like Kate Kate plus eight. This is you know no drugs. This woman you know still walks a with Catholic. a limp. She, <laughs> yeah well yeah god rest her soul she's no longer with us but oh. she was it it was decided that since she had all she had a lot of daughters and a couple of sons that she would be the woman to talk to us about we had it was the kimberly clark which is like the the makers of all the things that you wear when you get your time of the month right? oh yeah and we all got a package so like we all got presents of things to bring home you know samples and we're in the bathroom afterwards because we were encouraged to open them up and, and take a look at them and see what they were all about and most of us had already been there done that and yeah. we talked about, to our friends about it so that you know they already knew but this one girl Deanna Muska, she was the funniest kid ever <laughs> she was so funny she was like Jodie Foster you know like kind of kind of looked like a boy kind of yeah. a tomboy she grabbed everybody's maxi pads and like ripped off all the sticky backing and put them all over herself and walked around like a mummy going. (laughs) And how old was she at the time? Oh, we were at like 11 or 12. Oh my God. We were laughing so hard. We couldn't stop. I mean, I'll never forget that. That was like one of the hardest times I ever laughed in my life. And I don't, it was just so dumb. You know, it was so ridiculous. And, and like the fear of being an adult added to the humor, you know, it was like, no, this isn't going to happen to me. Absolutely. Now, oh, yes, it is. when my daughter, when we knew she was getting close to that age, like I said to her, I said, look, you call dad anything. Of course, sure enough, in the middle of school, she got her first period. Um, but I just remember distinctly the same thing happened to my one of my sisters, and she was so humiliated by it. And I just said, look, mm. call me. I'll be there. I'm totally fine with going to pick you up, whatever we need to do. And, you know, I think that there's more dads nowadays that are not dumb about that like i, I don't oh know. yeah it's like for it's, sure it's and cre- they're not creeped out by it and they're not like that's the dumbest thing to be creeped out by it exactly like, that's, a, that's a litmus test that's that a maturity a thing test. yeah that's a maturity thing it's like really you can't handle going to get your daughter some tampons no mm-hmm. that's uh mm-hmm. kind of silly yeah i agree I agree. But you know what? I think it's time. Speaking it of those great transitions, speaking of transitions, like girl to woman, boy yeah. to man. Yes. We're going to do a transition here on the Brian Oak show. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, 
we're going to do our own little coronavirus corner. But before that, we're going to play a song, right? And you can sing uh, My Corona instead of My Sharona on this one. It's The Knack on The Brian Oak Show.
The Knack on The Brian Oak Show. Colleen, where were you when that song came out? Uh, I don't know. What what year did it come out? To I me, think, it's like grade school. It had to be like you know, mid... I was thinking like 77. Oh, yeah. It was definitely grade school. For me, you know, immediately, as soon as you said that, I was thinking my brother's truck. Yeah, isn't that cool that you were as specific as that? Like thinking, I remember. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic thing about music. Yeah, I remember listening to that Joe Jackson. Oh I yeah, it was a Joe Jackson song, and I was in mm-hmm. my brother's truck, and I was thinking, "Well, this is really sophisticated stuff." <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> that's totally what I thought too. I thought my brother's a grown up. You know, he's listening to grown up music. Man, it was this so is so weird. This is very different than the Sesame Street songs I was just listening to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Also, it smells like cigarettes in here. Mm, funny smelling um, cigarettes. So, yes, I think those are cigarettes. I don't know. Um, so, my Sharona for my Corona. Like, one of the things. Um, Ordinarily, at this time on the Brian Oak Show, we would be we would be doing our segment "Hell in a Handbasket." Yes. Why not end on an up note? Yes. <laughs> right now, sometimes you know, in this pre- I, I've got. I'm just going to jump all over here for a second. That's here, okay. From one thing to the next. This presidency, I think, even if you're a Republican, has been so exhausting. Yes. You know what I mean? It has been. You, you go to bed at night and you wake up. And you say, what the fuck? While I was sleeping, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's when he tweets all the time. It's like two or three in the morning. Like he wakes up and shits out of his mouth. Yeah. Tweets shit. Yeah, exactly. He has his cup of coffee and all of a sudden it's all over the place. Yeah. So like I woke up yesterday and uh, I saw that demon sperm was trending. And you're like. And I thought, well, okay. You know, we had murder hornets earlier (laughs) this summer. Maybe demon sperm is the next, uh, right. Punk band. The next thing. Yeah, it's the next punk band. Demon sperm is a good name. It really is for punk punk rockers. But uh, apparently, you know, Donald Trump uh, retweeted this uh, cuckoo bananas lady, Stella Emanuel. Uh, And it's about, I can't pronounce the drug name. Hyperacloxin made of Cloxamine or something, yeah. Yeah, vitamin of vegemin. They keep saying, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's, it works, it works, it works, and it doesn't. Because if it did, people would, it wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be in the position we're in now, right? If it worked with one hundred fifty thousand deaths, it. yeah. Yeah, we would know if it worked because enough people have. My mother takes that drug. She has lupus, and she takes oh. that drug, and. You know, there are so many people that are taking it that still have problems with COVID and still have it. So it's, we would know. So shut up already about the hydrox, hydrox cookies, hydroxychloro, whatever it is. <laughs> I remember but the hydrox. Woman, they were the cheap Oreos, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they don't taste right. No. They taste quite right. Like They're bleach. a little drier. <laughs> yeah. And you're, and you're saving a dollar, but honestly... Yeah. Are you? Spend the extra dollar. Exactly. Give yeah. yourself that yeah. special treat of the Oreo. Oreo cookies. The, Find them at your grocer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I don't know. She says, um, it's so, but people are actually taking it seriously. It, a friend of mine who I adore, that's the other thing about social media. You know, yes. when, when Trump became president, I, I automatically unfriended probably half of the people the day he was elected, half of the people in my friends list, because I thought, I don't believe I'll be able to live through the shenanigans. And I also thought, I don't want to see what's in their feed. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have dear friends that I introduced and they've been married for years and I love them, love them, love them to death, but they're Trump supporters. And I thought, well, this is this is an easy fix. I'm just going to unfriend them. And then if I happen to run into them in the grocery store or whatever, I'm not going to want to fucking murder them. You yeah, know what I mean? A, Automatically. That's a win-win. Right? <laughs> it's a win-win. So that's what I had to do with that. And uh, but I so I thought I weeded that out back in 2016. But also yesterday, 
you know, I saw demon sperm and I thought, well, you know, it's like murder hornet. I didn't really, I didn't follow up on it. It didn't resonate right away. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like every morning it's like, I don't really need to worry about demon sperm. I don't. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm past menopause. You know, I can't, yeah. get, I can't get impregnated by demon sperm. Um, <laughs> but then to find out that it has some sort of Trump connection. Isn't it alien demon of- sperm? Should we be more specific? Yeah, and, and and that it has a coronavirus connection. Oh. It's just like it's it's more news in, in WTF land. Because holy shit, this woman's a doctor and she's one of her deals is uh endometriosis is caused by sex with demons that takes place in your dreams. And Trump re- retweeted it. And what is wrong? Like every every day. I, every day. I mean I just it go, has to be wrong? like the largest punk. We're all getting punked. Yes. Like, it has to be. There's no way it can be anything else but a circus sideshow that is designed to keep us distracted from some other tomfuckery that's going on. You know what I mean? And even if you delete your friends on Facebook that are... I've said to them, it's not because of your politics. If it was just your politics, that'd be one thing. It's that you actually support the bigotry the homophobia, the things that are against right. my values. So I've said, right. no, I wouldn't just unfriend somebody because they're Republican. I would unfriend them because they've just endorsed somebody with, you know, wearing swastika masks. And I saw that you commented on, oh, they're just, it's their right to wear one. And I'm like, nope, sorry, we can't be friends. Right. That's a values thing. That's not about politics. So. Right. I said that in the last show. They have the right to do it, but. Yeah. And we also have the right to. Not serve you. Or, you know what I mean? Not punch them in the face, but you know what I mean? Like they can lose their jobs because nobody wants to work with them. Absolutely. And then you get things like this. This morning I got a, a, the, one of the first things I saw is that Trump's canceling the election. I'm like, well, that, that okay, this one we need to, we know that's not true. No. <laughs> you know, but, you, but those things will come. So you, you can't even avoid it. Like it's the first thing that appeared on my phone this morning, it, like in the news. And it was obviously a, a story that they, they were projecting there, but you know, he is saying, well, I'm already going to contest it. It hasn't even happened yet. I'm going to contest it because I think it's, there's cheating going on. Jackass. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it is. Well, I think, you know, it, when, when there's so much craziness out there and it's supported by the entire Donald Trump regime and the entire, by the way, the Republicans who were supposed to be, you know, I mean, look at like William Barr and, and uh, Mitch McConnell, like all those guys who are supposed to be otherwise known as smart people <laughs> in some circles, you know what I mean? You hope at their it's, level, it's, you know, that maybe you'd be intelligent. Yeah, but it's it's clearly got to be like, I think, God, are the billionaires like, are they building an ark to take them to Mars? And they're just going to keep us all super distracted because they're using our methane gas to... You know, I think that's a that good we bet. create from eating hamburgers, you know, <laughs> to fuel it so that they, well, to me, it sounds just as plausible as demon sperm. Yeah. Maybe they're you know? in search of more alien demon sperm. So they're going to go to Mars to get it. Also, uh, that's your through line right there. They want to have sex in their dreams. That seems to me to be like the safest place you could have sex right now. It absolutely is. I highly, highly recommend it. Hey, I would, a, I would welcome it. The other coronavirus news is that, you know, the uh, Governor Waltz made the uh, announcement about what's happening with the schools. Uh, my wife's been what's teaching. Happening? Well, it depends on which school district you're in. And in her district, which is 196 out in Apple Valley, Egan area, they, the teachers yeah. are going to be there five days a week. And oh. the students will be there, I think, a couple of days a week. But, you know, there are teachers in my wife's district who said, okay, you can do that. I'm retiring. See you later. And my wife is really scared. Uh, and I hate seeing her like that. Last night, she's just like, she went for a bike ride. <laughs> she's like, I got to relieve stress. I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm really stressed out about this. And that, yeah. you know, and she's like, and then I think about our other family members. And what if I get it? And I don't know I have it. And there's, you know, something going on. And, you know, she's just like, it's it's very, very frustrating that it, there's not a uniform rule on this. Now, every two weeks, they're going to be doing these analytics, and they'll send them to the school and let them know where their numbers are. But she's like, okay, 
But isn't why that even go af- there in the first place? Well, then it's if after they can the do fact. Distance learning. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. And she is also pissed about all these parents saying, "Well, I'm homeschooling my. That's what I did. I homeschooled my kids the the last quarter of the year." It's like <laughs> for the parents that really are homeschooling, good for you. That's hard work. But she's like, my wife's like, no, you weren't homeschooling. You had your kids at home, and you were helping them do their homework. But she said, <laughs> I was still grading them. And by the way, I was hand delivering the homework for the kids that didn't have computers. I was driving every day out to these different, uh, not every day, but every week she was driving out to drop off their homework. Um, I understand if you have kids under seven or eight and they're at home and you're trying to get work done, it's got to be really hard to be able to accomplish. But by the time I was seven or eight, I was making my own cereal. I was making my own PB and J. Um, I kind of knew what to do and when to do it. Uh, so no, you're not homeschooling and creating a curriculum and grading tests and essays and everything else. So maybe it we, probably feels like that. It probably feels like that to a certain degree, but I think that people are uh, prone to hyperbole and they think they're homeschooling their kids when in fact they're not. Mm-hmm. So I just hope, no. I hope that we can uh, fix this situation. There needs to, there needs to be a uniform mask policy and there needs to be a uniform uh, education policy, in my opinion, but agreed. That's just me. Well, what did Wall said? I mean, in Min- in Minneapolis, they're not going back. Nope. Right. Nope. It's for the fall. It's a uh, distance learning. So my son's going into his senior year, and he's just learned that at least for the first quarter of the year, there's uh, it's going to be you know uh, work from home, and he thrived in that. He's a very good student. He was like, great. I don't have to go to class. I can sleep in. <laughs> he loved it. I have to imagine, you know, you, you read about other countries and you say, oh, you know, Italy has a four-hour workday or Norway has a four-hour workday you know, or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah. And they actually are more productive. And Americans work 12 hours a day, but they spend four, to, yeah. four hours of it fucking off. It's you know what I mean? Absolutely think, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, but it sounds like that's what your kid's doing. You know, he's not going to school for eight hours a day, but he's getting to sleep in and he's still getting his good grades. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, he, he just gets everything work. done and there's a parent portal so you can see if things are getting done. So if they're not, you can go, hey, make sure you get this, you know, trig, class, you know, homework done today and he gets it done and gets good grades. And for him, it works great. Not all kids are that way. Some kids need, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been either. No way. <laughs> I was, well, I was working at his age. I was working 30 hours a week and I was doing speech and debate on the weekends and I just had no time for homework. That was all. Uh, I worked at the Hilton uh, doing uh, banquet setup. It was the greatest high school gig, except for we'd work till three in the morning sometimes because we'd have to flip these rooms, you know, a 500 seat ballroom. We'd have to flip to a a conference style for the next morning, but it was great, great gig in high school. So. We probably I should ra- wrap the show here. We're at a, an hour and three minutes right now. Um, oh, God, so it's the three minutes that'll kill you. It is the three minutes. You know, right now, we've just lost every second we go over, we lose another listener. <laughs> That's not um, true at all. I hope not. Me too. Me well, this too. was fun. It was fun. Thanks, Thanks so the, much to everybody. To yeah, thank you, uh, Colleen Cruz, for your Under the Sheets uh discussion today that was fantastic thanks for uh, dave gatsmer for creating our logo without a logo we would have no image to protect and uh go to the brianoakshow.com that was created by amy stubblefield uh, barthel uh the photos were taken taken by uh rebecca slater by rebecca studios thanks to all of our sponsors smart start mn busters on 28th and yours truly sean bernard with the diana realty the brian oak show and right now Diana Ross in, well, in theme, I guess I could say, with what we talked about today, reach out and touch somebody's hand with their permission only.
tell.